I can see, you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Coat and Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> B-U-F-F-C-O-A-T and Beaver. Buff Coat and Beaver. The season finale. I'm Adam Kurtz. Clayton Cunningham is we in... We made it. Yeah, we we sure did. Um, Clay, you're out in sunny... I won't give away your location for privacy concerns, but you're in a state that's very sunny, and I'm in a cold, dismal, red state here. But we've made it through 10 episodes, and uh, this week we give a tip of our cap to one of your favorite characters and one of my favorite characters. I, I, yes, we do, but I just want to say you forgot something. We are, as of now, we are the Buff Coat and Beaver podcast officially with two microphones. We've really spruced up our operation here, Adam. This was yes. initially, the, initially, I think the plan was this was going to be a surprise for season two, but um, because a certain somebody just kept interminably delaying this episode, we, we've moved it up a little bit. So uh, <laughs> it, it turned out to be a nice little surprise. Yeah, Adam, we started this first season. It was a discussion of our favorite episodes ultimately, but really it was mostly uh, a Mr. Anderson appreciation episode. And, you know, we started with that. Why don't we close with an appreciation episode? This one of the great hippie Highland High School teacher, David Van Driesen. A couple of field trip episodes, uh, Bus Trip from season five and Time Machine from the revival season eight. That's, I think, enough preamble. What do you say we get into the proceedings here? Bus Trip, the first episode, aired on October 19th, 1995. It was the 48th episode of season five, written by Christopher Brown, Sam Johnson, Mike Judge, and Chris Marshall, uh, directed by Mike Judge and Yvette Kaplan. The synopsis is as follows. Mr. Van Driesen is supervising his class's field trip, spoiler alert, when disaster strikes. Adam, hit the folks at home with your impressions on Bus Trip. Bus Trip is a just a solid episode from start to finish. Um, I do have one beef with it, which I'll get into at the end, but okay. Beavis and Butthead nearly missed the field trip because they're asleep in the class. They're not asleep in the classroom, but they know something's very wrong, even though it says field trip today on the blackboard and they're the only mm -hmm. ones in there. But uh, what they want to do to pass the time is just write big butt on the <laughs> chalkboard, which uh, was a gut buster for me. It's a good joke. Uh, so the field trip, they're going to a mountain. I can't, I can't put my finger. I, I, I can't pronounce the mountain region like Mr. Van Driesen can, but um, I love his Peggy Hill esque of pronouncing Spanish names with a lot of uh, Spanish uh, inflection, if you will. Um, he really is over the top with his pronunciations. Um, but in describing the mountainous regions, of course, he refers to a rock formation, which Butthead, of course, uh, alludes to his pants. Um, I think a great... 
I, I think a great character is uh, Dean in this episode. Uh, Dean suggests to sing 99 bottles of beer on the roll when Mr. Van Driesen breaks out the guitar and uh, just a classic Van Van Driesen line of beer and driving don't mix. So let's have, how about we make it 99 bottles of tea? And (laughs) that just sums him up perfectly. Um, He's such a dork. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. And, but at this point when they get ready to sing, Beavis and Butthead are mooning people in the back seat. Uh, Van Driesen will have none of that. But I love that Beavis is suggests that they will act better by doing the pressed fruit bowl, which (laughs) a a reference to the fruit bowl is uh, a a chef's kiss for me. I love that term really made me crack up. Um, So they're sent to the front of the bus and Van Driesen switches spots with them. But the bus driver, as most bus drivers are in general, is pissy and yelling at everybody that's passing them. Uh, Eves and Butthead mistake that for being in front of the white line. You can do what you want. They start yelling, forcing Van Driesen to come back up, um, which leads to Van, Van Driesen trying to cool things down with a tune of Touch a Mountain. <laughs> Children of the earth rejoice Each new day we have a choice So touch a mountain Climb a mountain Feel a mountain Oh, damn it! I missed the turn! Um... This, of course, leads to a triple take of Van Driesen being ejected from the bus because the driver misses a turn. Of course, he falls off a cliff. And uh, Dean, uh, very concerned at the end when they're lifting his body <laughs> from the uh, from the <laughs> bottom of the canyon. Um, just very good. Uh, of course, Van Driesen crashing through the window is a classic in itself and uh but me having connections to the glass industry clay i must say it would be very difficult i won't say impossible very difficult for van driesen to get ejected through the windshield but i'll let it pass i i literally i have a question like ask adam is this plausible because he he is in the glass game so there you go that's your beef um this you know, we've talked a lot about, yeah, first of all, I mean, this one, there's a lot of great Van Driesen stuff here. Just, yeah, the 99 bottles of tea on the wall. He's just, again, he's just a straight up dweeb, which I think just makes the character so funny. And we've talked about, I think this is an underrated show with its writing. Like, I think we specifically talked about Murder Sight, where there's like certain little hints of things that pay off in the end. This is a really well-written script and I think a completely different way because it is maybe the most freewheeling episode 
I think that we've discussed because it's like it starts, you know, yeah, the stuff in the classroom, the stuff on the bus. I mean, uh, uh, like with them mooning them, them, which by the way, we forgot to mention, they walked to the pa- front of the bus without pulling their pants up, which, oh boy, that would not fly today. But, um, and it's just, it, it just has all this little, it, it kind of feels like, realistic sort of like kind of like slice of life episodes like okay these are just like the random things that would happen and then at the end just completely pulls the rug out from you from that just that shocking display of van driesen flying through the window and you mentioned the triple take i love a little hint i love just like a small detail which you love is just great if you watch beavis and butthead's eyes when he punches through the wall i mean they like quadruple in size just like they're just enormous. I mean, they're blown away by what they're seeing. And I guess here's kind of a nitpick I have too. Um, I, I don't care because the scene's really funny, but the driver makes a point to say, damn it, I missed the turn. What turn? <laughs> they're literally on a curvy mountain road, any turn, and they would have plunged to their deaths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're exactly right. So it leads to that. You know, I just thought of this. You saying that does the bus driver do that purposefully just because he's tired of hearing touch a mountain? <laughs> he was highly, he was highly uh, irritated. I mean, that, that, that's a potential thing. Yeah. He could say, although I think if, if questioned, yeah, he'd have a hard time like defending that. Just like, dude, what turn there's, there's, there's nothing. There's no turn. You wanted to kill him. Um, one thing I want to point out, because it did, like, the first time you watch this, that is kind of a shocking thing to have, to watch him just, like, lunge out from the window. But if you study the show, it's actually kind of par for the course every time Mr. Van Driesen pulls out the guitar and tries to start singing. Because, um, like, I, I, I know there's several. The first, we referenced uh, the short Peace, Love, and Understanding in our last episode. We said there's really one part that's good. And that part is the first ever appearance of Mr. Van Driesen performing a song about planting a tree at a monster truck rally and then having a Bigfoot-like truck come out and just run him over. <laughs> and that's, that, that's how he's introduced to the show, being killed like, while singing. And then there's also um, the episode Canoe, where he sings the song Men Have Feelings Too, which results in him being pummeled by a bear. And then I think maybe the most noted one is from Beavis and Butthead Do America, where um, federal agents kick down the door and pummel him while he's singing the song Lesbian Seagull. Now, kind of backtrack, a couple episodes you've talked about, I think you're referencing Killdozer and just other stuff, you're like how Beavis and Butthead, going back has opened your, you've learned about other things you didn't know about. And I have one of the, my favorite moment here, I assumed that uh, a lesbian seagull, the song in Beavis and Butthead Do America, was an original. Well, that's a cover song. Come with me, lesbian seagull. Settle down and rest with me. <laughs> that's a real song by a man named Thomas Wilson Weinberg. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's about as fantastic as you would imagine. And some side note here, Adam, I did, um, I got a couple of uh, Beavis and Butthead themed books for Christmas. 
including uh, the book called This Book Sucks. And um, one of the things featured here is the one-time only limited collector's edition, The Songs of David Van Driesen. And the songs listed here are Women Are Better Than Men, <laughs> I Heard the Beavers Screaming, <laughs> Uh, the ballad of beavis and butthead which he kind of i i think discusses sort of his defeated feeling trying to reach beavis and butthead which is something i think that hits better in our next episode and also chopping wood with my father and of of note here in the illustration i'll show it to here the audience can't see it but he's performing for a bunch of woodland creatures and in the background there's a bear so Ah. even in printed form just the 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 hope of trying to express himself musically just ends in disastrous fashion for Mr. Grand Reason. Men have feelings too. Can I share mine with you? <laughs> They're just some unforgettable just, lines. Yeah, Mike Judge is a really great parody. I mean, they don't do it a whole lot uh, on the show, but yeah, he really he he's 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 a great parody songwriter because "Touch a Mountain" is a, is a, is a quality Van Driesen song, which is like "Lesbian Seagull." Really, that's right in Van Driesen's wheelhouse, which may always made me think that that was written for the movie. But it, oh, it's so great that it wasn't. You know, um, the end of the episode when he's being harnessed, uh, when he's being hung up, pulled up by the helicopter. I did think, like, I remember the uh, Bart the Daredevil. What's the episode of The Simpsons? Uh, where Homer... Bart the Daredevil. So, yeah, it's Bart the Daredevil was the name of it. Similar type ending. Of course, The Simpsons did it someone, somewhat first. But what... Uh, I don't care about the, simil- the similarities because Dean's concern. Again, Dean saves the episode from being too similar like The Simpsons, just like he saved the bus ride from being born. Dean, underrated character in this episode. And we haven't, we haven't done this in a couple weeks. I was going to mention it later, but yes, this episode is my second favorite ish- incidents where a cartoon character falls down a gorge. First is... The classic Homer down the gorge in in Bart the Daredevil. So yes, I I, I most certainly noticed the similarities. But um, there's some music too here, like not not just Van Driesen originals. We as always have some music videos uh, to discuss this time around. Uh, the trio is "Turn It Out," "Turn It On" by Flaming Lips, "I'll Talk My Way Out of This One" by The Rakes Progress, and "Freedom '76." by Ween making their second appearance on the Buff Coat and Beaver podcast. Adam, what stood out to you here? So the Flaming Lips video had a lot of laundry mat pickup lines, which of course would be disastrous. The Rake's Progress. Is this before or after cow tipping? It's it's after because are you? I, I, it, it does break with the continuity. I, I had that very note too. I did like them referring to heifers as having nut sacks with wieners on them. And in the ween video, they dream about being nadless to sing falsetto. Yeah, I, I did like by, by the one pickup line I did notice in the Flaming Lips was buttheads. I see you wear underwear. I wear underwear too. Want to do it? Which... <laughs> That's, that's that's one to maybe yeah you know it's uh if, if you're in a public laundromat you know what i i why not give it a go that, that that's definitely a line that i think women want to hear 
these days. And um, but the first time we had a, a Ween episode, you mentioned you were kind of surprised that um, they didn't catch the band's name. Well, they did this time around, and Beavis even called them Dean and Gene Ween, which great names. <laughs> it's a great series of names. Buff, Code, and Beaver. Can we get the rights to Huey Lewis in the news? Because it's part two, and we're going back in time. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Well, you know, let I mean, it, even, I mean, even let let them sue us if we can, because it was all worth it for that. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it really was. Um, so, Van Driesen, part two, our, our ode to Mr. Van Driesen is a time machine. It was aired December 15th, 2011, and Beavis and Butthead fall asleep in a school bus and wake up in... ...1832? A colonial village sends the boys through a time loop. Things get all touchy-feely down at the ball. Oh, gosh, darn it. I always go into the second one. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> they don't put any stops Oh, it's here. part of the charm, Harvey. All right, Clay, what do you think of Time Machine? I, I, I think there might be a couple of field trip episodes, particularly, specifically Canoe that we already talked about, that are maybe more well-known. Uh, I think a big reason... I wanted to talk about this and we'll get into this more later. This one, I think really highlights the tragedy of Mr. Van Driesen's relationship with Beavis and Butthead. Um, but to, to start, I will say there's certain things that could happen that will make me buy into an episode almost immediately. And um, within the first minute, yes, they're going to this, this little village, um, I would, yeah, Prairie Falls is the name of it. Yeah, it's like really a trip into yesterday, year, 1832. And to get in the spirit, Van Driesen says, if you see, if you get um, a visit from my great, great grandpappy, Tobias Van Driesen, and he literally dresses up as him. Again, he's such a dork. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I, 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 I'm all for that. And on top of this, you, you kind of hit it with your Huey Lewis and the reference. This makes reference to Back to the Future, which is my favorite movie of all time. Not my second favorite movie. Side note, because that is the part to, to, to circle it back. My second favorite movie of all time is 2001 A Space Odyssey. And in one of the aforementioned books, I call it, which was uh, Ha Ha Hollywood, Beavis and Butthead referred to 2001 as the most boring piece of crap ever. So... That's a unrelated side note, but I don't, I don't, people don't like to hear about my number one favorite things. It's like, we've gotten thousands and thousands of fan letters saying, keep the runner up stuff. So there we go. And it's sort of tied in. Um, but uh, before we kind of dive into the episode, I, I guess I don't know how common it is for people to go to places like this, uh, like this Prairie Falls, but I know you and I, I believe it was our second grade field trip, went to a place like this called Connor Prairie. And if you know, it's just, the whole thing is just sort of a, 
it's supposed to take you back in time to like pioneer villages, you know, before electricity and everybody's just, you know, acting like, I mean, they're wearing time appropriate attire. They speak the dialect, just, I, your thoughts on places like this? I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing you haven't been back since second grade, but um, just what do you remember from, from these little fun trips? I remember how stinky the food was. You'd go in and go, oh, we're cooking shepherd's pie or whatever. And it stunk. It's like, I don't want any of this. Um, we took a family trip to Colonial Williamsburg, which um, is right there with Bush Gardens. And I just remember my mom's was so excited about Colonial Williamsburg. And I think that place is really for a mom to be really excited about it and then just have her soul crushed when her kids want almost nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, yes, my mom was so excited and we were just like, can we get out of here and go to the theme park? Um, so yeah, those are kind of my experiences with it. If, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's not for me. I, I can appreciate it. There's a couple of festivals locally around where I live too, and people get into it. I mean, really. And it, I think you're either, I think you're either all in or you're just like, eh. and I, I'm more the latter. I, I don't normally have, like, cause I'm approaching because, yeah, I haven't been back since that second grade field trip, but I specifically remember like at one point some guy who's was like a, a boots, a boot black or something like that. Just, you know, talking about and I just like, I remember a kid and this wasn't us. We've talked about us being like disruptive little pricks. I will. I, for the record, we're not the ones here. I just remember there's one kid just like, why don't you just go home and watch something on TV? And he's like, well, I, thou knowest not what this contraption TV you speak of is like and I'm kind of. Part of me, like, if you work there and don't like it and you just have to deal with dipshits like that all day, like my heart almost breaks for you because you just, I mean, you, you just, it's got to make your soul just sink every time you go to work. But, and I don't like to lay into people for their trips. If you're really into this, I'm sorry. That's weird. It's really weird to me that people are, are truly committed to like pretending it's 1832 I just, I, I'd love to hear uh, if somebody wants to dispute this, you can, we'll give you our contact information later. I, I'd love to hear the mindset that really gets into this. Cause yeah, it, it, it's baffling to me. Yeah. I mean, I can see if you're a history buff, I envision somebody just being like, I was just born in the wrong era, man. I was just born to be a blacksmith, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just like, uh, yeah, slowly <laughs> back away from that person. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Not for me, but uh, if you're Tobias Van Driesen, it was for him. And that's, that's, yeah. I, <laughs> and this, like the, the crux of the episode is, yeah, Beavis and Butt had fallen asleep on the bus. And I guess they were completely unaware of where they were going because they, yeah, they have a conversation with someone like a, a worker, clearly voiced by Mike Judge in a great performance, just talking about, you know, this is like 1832. So naturally, they assume they went back in time and they see Van Driesen pretending to be his grandfather and they get the idea. And well, there's also a side plot where Van Driesen meets, you know, someone who he knew from a Renaissance fair who's working there. And he kind of shoes the kids away to just, you know, kind of you know, flirt with this lady. But Beavis and Bud had get the impression that that is 
Mr. Van Driesen's great great grandfather, and they get the idea. Well, and, he, and when they see you're talking to a the woman, they get the idea. Well, if we prevent him from scoring, that means Mr. Van Driesen will never be born, and that's that's where I'm talking about like the tragedy. Like Mr. Van Driesen is maybe the one person on this show, certainly the only authority figure who really cares about Beavis and Butthead and is genuinely motivated to try to help them. And their entire motivation in this episode is to engage in an act that will wipe him off the face of the earth. Now, I know the premise is obviously absurd and that's, I mean, that's nothing that can happen. They don't know that though. They're, they're literally trying to wipe this guy from existence. I will say, side note, it's kind of crappy that Mr. Van Driesen ditches the kids in an attempt to try to get laid. But even so, like, you know, well, it's not even retaliation on Beavis and Butthead's part. They just want this guy to not be alive anymore. You know, and he's the one guy who could maybe show them how to get chicks after they're out of school. You know, he... For, for being such a wiener, he actually uh, has many romances on the show. Uh, I do the lady... Usually with he, hot women, too. It's, which this lady says, I do declare working this pole is hard. <laughs> she was churning <laughs> butter. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, a big thing I like when uh, Beavis... When they go, they see the lady and Van Driesen interacting, and they head over there. They semi try to fit in, but head just goes hark or something. <laughs> they, I don't, I don't know why he's trying to fit in in the time with that, but that really got me as well. <laughs> the part of this episode that didn't yeah, fit yeah. for me, Clay, was <laughs> the souvenir shop. I didn't like. I, I thought that could have maybe been trimmed down. Where um, they talked about putting souvenirs up their butt to sell back in back in the, uh, the present day. I mean, that was fine. It was funny, but it, it just kind of was weird within the episode for me. And this, we we're just. I, I don't remember if it was last week, but a very recent episode. There was a episode where Beavis talked about working or hiding out at a haunted house on a haunted house ride pretending to be a witch and shoving a broom up his butt and this one he tries to shove a tomahawk off his butt it's uh, <laughs> some weird stuff but um yeah it, 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 that's kind of a an odd theme that's really carried through because yeah this was the revival season so <laughs> Beavis's obsession with sticking stuff up his butt it, it, it stuck. I mean, maybe maybe for the better, maybe not, but it, it's still there. Well, with this being the revival season, Clay, they didn't stick to their just music video tradition. They uh, watched some MTV original shows as well. What did you take away from 16 and Pregnant? And uh, they did watch one video from Porcelain Black featuring Lil Wayne. This is what rock, rock and roll looks like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this one, maybe I'm off base. I've never seen an episode of 16 and pregnant, but my initial sort of reaction just from what I know and from this clip is fuck 16 and pregnant because <laughs> it, I, I mean, it, th this one kind of bugs me and maybe this is kind of high horsey. I don't care. This one we watch 
it seems to just simply exist to exploit like attention starved teenagers who need help. I mean, there's one like clip in this one where like it's the, the dim witted dad basically like he tries to buy a gold mining kit and I just was be like, Oh God, he's so stupid. All kids are stupid. They have a baby. How is this helping them? Just I, I, fuck this show. Well, Clay, I agree with you. Entertainment value is almost zero for myself. Uh, my wife will disagree. She enjoyed the show. And I will say it may it could have done good in the world, at least in the U.S. According to CNN, uh, they did a study by the National Bureau of Economic Research that says 16 and pregnant ultimately led to a 5.7% reduction in teen births in the 18 months after its premiere on TV. That's just quite a significant drop. So maybe seeing how big of idiots these people are and like, I should make better decisions in my life. I, I mean, maybe I, again, I, I've, you know, a big part of talking part, we we've said that we think there are people who judge Beavis and Butthead unfairly having not seen it. I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, that's, that's the distinct idea I got from this clip is just like these stupid kids like like all kids are dumb all kids want attention it's just it, it was really off-putting and we've already discussed you know our disdain for modern MTV so I mean I, I mean if people like it and if there's something I don't know feel free to share it and I, I, I am open to listen but this is just my preliminary belief is that it's just awful. Beavis and Butthead agreed with you and I think they they found themselves hating not only Jersey Shore, but 16 and Pregnant as well. How about the music video? I, yeah, there's, um, I wouldn't say it's great, but I do kind of enjoy the commentary on these sort of like tired rebel show up the cool kids at a high school trope because it's just, yeah, like the porcelain black who I'm guessing is the woman. I, I don't know her music. Um, they just kind of, yeah, they, they're, it's the same thing. Like they go through the cafeteria, like there's a pep session and then they take it over. And then, uh, yeah, we even get uh, butthead saying oh, another band raged here through raged through here yesterday. We're all raged out. And then Beavis he's like, yeah, but did they go through the library and cafeteria? Just like, yep. Same route. They showed up the cheerleaders. <laughs> you could really tell how bored Mike judge was by that video. I do enjoy their appreciation for Lil Wayne, who they said was grading papers in the back. He came out and said, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, was, uh, that was fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, thing here, Adam, I think it should be mentioning, or it is worth mentioning, um, that a very Van Driesen-esque character was introduced on ABC Family at one point. Um, Mike Judge uh, spun, kind of spun this off into a series called The Good Family. The synopsis I found for this was, it was an animated TV program that revolves around a family obsessed with doing the quote unquote right thing environmentally, politically, socially. And um, it was created by Mike Judge with longtime collaborators, John Altshuler and Dave Krinsky. 
starred Mike Judge, Nancy Carell, Lindy, Linda Cardellini, David Herman, and Brian Doyle Murray. It aired on ABC from May 27th to August 7th, 2009. Kind of like a liberal sort of answer to King of the Hill, but where King of the Hill ran for 13 episodes, The Good Family ran for, or, or King of the Hill ran for 13 seasons, the Good Family ran for 13 episodes, only one season. Adam, what do you know about The Good Family? Uh, not much, but I'm interested. You know, you've piqued my interest in, in letting me know that existed. Um, I, I, I love King of the Hill and I love Mike Judge, so I'd be hard pressed. to. Pro I, I'm sure I'd find some parts of it funny. I... I watched the first episode. I kind of wanted to watch more, but I mean, you know, it, it's, you kind of get a little, I mean, it's hard. I mean, there's, you know, people have jobs and such, and there's like 35,000 TV shows on. So it's kind of hard to go back to one that got canceled like over a decade ago. Uh, the pilot was okay. Um, Gerald Good, whereas uh, Hank Hill is essentially a dead ringer for Tom Anderson, like in appearance and voice. Gerald Good, I mean, the voice is identical. It's definitely the Van Driesen voice, but he's, he, he's, he's got a different look. He's got sort of poofy hair as opposed to Van Driesen's sort of ponytailed lock. And I guess, well, he, he's also, he's a community college teacher as opposed to teaching as a high school student. Yeah, the, the pilot, I mean, I watched it a couple weeks ago. I mean, there's like some promise. Had a few light chuckles, but I don't really remember all that much. Also worth noting, uh, Gerald Good really wasn't the focus of the pilot episode. It was more about the, his daughter and his wife trying to relate. Uh, there's something about like an abstinence cult or something. It, it, it was, there's it like, it, 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 I mean, it's, you should never really judge a show by its pilot as we discussed with uh, you know, Beavis and Butthead last week. But counter argument, uh, the King of the Hill pilot, which is over 20 years old, still great, still very funny. So I, I might check out more, but it's just, yeah, it, it was fine. It's uh, didn't blow me away, but I mean, maybe, maybe there's something there and maybe I can really like it and then get super bummed that it only lasted for one season. <laughs> Setting yourself up to be pissed. I like it. Okay, Kelly, which was your favorite episode of these two, Bus Trip and Time Machine? I liked them both, uh, but I ultimately bus trip is the superior option. I think primarily dude, I mean, uh, his plunge down the, the cliff is just great. It's just, I mean, I love, <laughs> I, I love the touch a mountain song. I love the continuation of his musical ambitions ending with violence. And I, I just, the, the little details of Beavis and Butthead, their eyes shooting out of their heads when it happens one of my favorite scenes, honestly, in the show. So that's, uh, it, it's bus trip for me. I second that notion. It's too good. It's got all your hallmarks. And they mentioned the fruit bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah, solid episode all around. How do people get a hold of us? Well, uh, you can reach us on Facebook at Buff Coat and Beaver Pod, or you can email us at buffcoatandbeaverpod at gmail.com. History suggests you will not reach us by those <laughs> formats, but you certainly can. Um, and now it's kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know, little break coming on. So Adam, I'll, I'll ask you, uh, we've listened back to a few of these. How would you assess season one of the Buff Coat and Beaver podcast? Uh, you know, I think we get stronger as we go on. So I've enjoyed 
um, all of it. It's been a lot of fun getting to do this with you. And I think at every episode, our, our rhythm gets a little better, even though, you know, sometimes we have delays or audio issues because we're 2000 miles apart. It's still fun to do this. And I think we'll have bigger and better things coming in season two. Uh, we don't know what our time frame is, but uh, we know season two's coming. So, uh, but this has been awesome. I've loved yeah. it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And just, yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't, we need to discuss the recording philosophy, the schedule, but uh, it's already mapped out. I think we know exactly what episodes we're going to talk about. I mean, that could change, but um, yeah, I've, it's been fun. I, I normally despise listening to anything I do because I'm very critical, but even the stuff here, like I've noticed one, I say like too much. And there've been numerous instances where I've said something and we're like, Hey, that's not what that word means. You fucking moron. But <laughs> it's like, it's not, you know what? I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, an essential show about stupid people. And we've kind of discussed we're, well, we're smarter than Beavis and Butthead, but we're pretty dumb. So I, I think it's, it's all part of the charm I'd say. And really, I mean, it's our audience is, it, it, it's going okay. I, I, I think we've reached, we could reach more, but really anybody who's listened, um, yeah, we, we appreciate. We got several foreign countries have been on board, Adam, not just America. That's right. That's right. We do appreciate our friends and family who have, uh, you know, tuned in and has shared our stuff. So it's, uh, we're appreciative of everybody who just takes the time. And I'm appreciative of you, Clay. You, you have put in a lot of the work behind this. I've just showed up and, you know, uh, been, been the co-host. You, you've done a lot, so I appreciate you. Well, I, I'd love to throw you under the bus, but you really, I mean, you've edited every episode, so that's, uh, but, um, but yeah, but to our listeners in the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Morocco, Germany, Chile, and India, we say thanks and, um, you know, stick around. I think you'll like what you hear. Of that, I have nine doubts. Nine is German for no. I'm I'm a man of the world. That's the no big deal. That's a great way to close out season one, my friend. So Until long, next time. everybody.